Hello and welcome to another podcast episode. My name's Rebecca Corbett. I'm the healthy entrepreneur and I am your no BS business specialist. Now, if you follow me on Facebook or Instagram, you would know that I did a live session this week with Noni Croft from Croft Confidence. Noni is a mental health counselor and we spoke about the reasons um, behind burnout Um, the things that can hurt us as entrepreneurs and those mindset blocks, and more importantly, how to overcome them. Now, I want to share this with as many people as I can, so I'm going to leave this week's podcast to that session, and so I will add that audio now for you, and I hope that you enjoy. Joni is a mental health counsellor. She is an absolute ray of sunshine. Um, she has her, she actually has a group, uh, what's the group name again? I didn't write it down. The Culture of Kindness. The Culture of Kindness, yes. It's one of my favourites because you must wake up before me and there's always a little post when I wake up and it's a lovely way to start my day, seeing those posts. I love them. Mm-hmm. Um so Noni is a, right, I wrote it down, <laughs> a mental health counsellor specialising in helping people overcome current or past sexual abuse, heal relationships and grow closer, grieve and survive loss, embrace their sexuality and become empowered parents, friends, partners and thrive in their business or workplace. That's Noni. Um So, um, would you tell me about your business and what you do after I just read out your about section, but (laughs) yeah, and thank you so much Beck for having me on this. I think it's so empowering to make sure that this information gets out into the world and pretty much you summed me up really beautifully. I really do love to support people through past or present trauma and it really is because I have lived experience, so I've all, I've experienced trauma, so I know how to help people come out the other side of it because I'm on the other side of it. Mm. Yeah, this um, the the thing that touched me the most when I met you was the fact that you don't shy away from hiding your past trauma. You speak about it quite openly, and I think it's such an important aspect um, that people talk about this sort of stuff. Um, especially business owners. Um, But why did you want to go into business for yourself? I think, I think this is why I love entrepreneurs so much is because I think entrepreneurs are so used to being independent and that's a real quirk about people who've survived trauma as well is we become so self-reliant and so independent and we really feel driven to make change in the world a lot of the time. So I think I love entrepreneurs so much because they really you speak the same language because you love being independent. You love the sense of control that business gives you. Control is fine. (laughs) Um, You know, we really do create platforms for each other and ourselves to be empowered when perhaps we've never been empowered before. So entrepreneurship to me has been really natural. It's been something I've done since I was 18 and I just don't think I can't really imagine life any other way than than having the opportunity to create. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's um, control is definitely <laughs> one of the common threads for business owners. Speaking as a control freak myself, <laughs> um, what is the biggest lesson that you have learned in business? Um, I think business is one of the best platforms for growing ourselves and I think probably the biggest thing that I've learned is to be able to surrender to help. So again, I think as entrepreneurs we really forge forward and we do everything and we're constantly juggling everything that most people don't. Most people don't juggle their home life and their business life and growing a business while working in a business or working on a business while having children, while, you know, studying, while doing all these things, we have this huge expectation of ourselves to be extraordinary. And I think that sometimes we forget to ask for help. And that's something that when I have asked for help, it has been incredible and so nourishing. But getting over that bridge of being like, I can do it all myself. And then going, I am burnt out to a nub. I can't do this anymore. Had we only sought help sooner? Um, we could probably be a lot further on in our journey as business owners, but it's that, that sweet spot of knowing when and who to ask for help. Yeah. Yeah. Something that I, um, I struggle with asking for help. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's one that I'm working on though. Yeah. Um, so we were talking about mental health issues in business owners and there's such an expectation to just, not show that side and to keep that real professional facade and um, sort of not tell anyone what's going on. Um, and that is something that I bought into in my first business, absolutely, um, when I was bookkeeping. That's because that's what I thought that you were supposed to do. And even going into business strategists, I was, you know, just carried on as I did from Tally and Tick. But when I sort of stopped and went through a lot of journey myself and changed to the healthy entrepreneur, the one thing that I decided then was that I was going to speak and speak loud about mm. the shit days and the, the hard stuff and try to, to push that upon people. Cause it's, um, it's bloody hard being a business owner. <laughs> um, really hard. Yeah. So what what tips could you um, or what things that you could could you talk on for business owners in maintaining their mental health? Yeah. Um, beautiful question and really important. Um, you know, whether we are brand new entrepreneurs or whether we are, you know, twenty, thirty years in or whatever, wherever position we are. Um, one of the most important things and something that Zoe brought up uh, in the questions mm. was boundaries. And the interesting thing with boundaries is sometimes sometimes it's not about going, oh, I don't have boundaries or oh, I don't know what boundaries I need. It actually is deeper than that because it's actually the way to maintain boundaries is to have a healthy relationship with anger. So if we, if we suppress our anger, it's very difficult to maintain boundaries because anger is what, what tells us that something is unsafe or something is harmful. And when we're so used to, particularly female entrepreneurs, no, 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 not dissing men or anything like that, but they, they're not frowned upon when they're angry. They're seen as, you know, confident and go-getters. But when a woman's angry, we're manic and crazy and just need to, 
calm down. But that's not true. Our anger deeply serves us. And when we have a better relationship with anger, we have a better relationship with boundaries. Because when we're constantly suppressing anger, how can you uphold a boundary if the whole message in your body, which is, you know, if someone pushes your boundary, you should get, mind my French, pissed off. You genuinely should be pissed off. It shouldn't be something that feels good or comfortable. But when you constantly are like, oh, I have to be like delicate and perfect, um, you suppress that. So therefore your boundaries become this really loose and fluid thing that don't really have any substance to them. You can't hold anyone accountable to a boundary that you don't maintain yourself. So I would encourage entrepreneurs and people in business and business owners to build a healthy relationship with anger for themselves. To, so to know good conflict management, to know what anger looks like in themselves because anger handled well is actually one of our best skills in business. Because if someone doesn't pay their bill, their account, are you going to be like, what a sweetheart, I'm fine about that. No, you're going to have your boundary pusher going, well, I've worked however long to have these skills. I deserve payment. So you should feel a little bit pissed off about it. And therefore that anger drives us to have motivation. Anger isn't something to be feared. It's something to be honored and acknowledged because it's just a big alarm bell. And it should motivate us into action to go, pick up the phone and go, hey, you owe this bill. Can you pay it? Thanks. Awesome. And that gives you confidence and that means you value your business. Mm. Yeah, boundaries in business is one of those things that um, when I started, I used to answer the phone at night. I used to reply to text messages at night. I used to reply to emails at night. And then the emails or the texts would go backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. And basically by doing that, I told my clients, it's okay to contact me out of hours. And I shared this on my post the other day that I had a client call me in the middle of my son's birthday party. And of course I didn't take it. And I rang them back. I think it was like two hours later and they were not happy that I did not answer the phone. And that was the turning point for me that I had made them feel it was okay to do that because I didn't uphold my boundaries. So yeah, boundaries in business is such a big one and trying to do them from the beginning. And if you haven't had them from the beginning, you can always implement them later. It's, it's not a case of, oh, well, it's too late now. Yeah. Such a big one. Yeah. Really- um, what were you going to say? No, a really huge one. And that, yeah, that, it's and, and because when the anger is delayed, like when we're angry at our client for taking advantage of us, it actually is that anger that was initially there because it doesn't go away until we deal with it. So it's like the anger will always be there because it has a purpose and it is meaningful, but then it gets to a point where it's um, energetically a misunderstanding. So we get mad at our client for violating our boundaries when our client was like, I didn't know you had me. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel exactly. Yeah, it's exactly the same as kids. It's it's literally like being a parent and telling your child no, and then they say, but I want it. And you say, well, okay, here, have it, and go away and be quiet. They learn, okay, if mum says no, just ask, or she'll give it to you. It's the same It's the same concept with our clients. It's, it's like training toddlers. 
<laughs> in the oh. nicest possible way. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So another thing that um, beautiful Zoe asked questions earlier, um, and she wanted to know um, any tips about not feeling guilty for taking a break, tips and strategies for well-being, and how to take an effective break. And taking breaks is so super important. I learned this after I burnt out for about the mm-hmm. third time. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> good old burnout. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, definitely burnout's when we've we've taken it too far. When because, okay, going back to the fact that entrepreneurs are I finally got my phone in the right position. Yes, um, entrepreneurs can generally come from um, some sometimes come from trauma backgrounds because then we we need that freedom and that control to create. Um, not asking for help is very much underlying underlying of that so not asking for help not knowing when to stop and also sometimes when we stop our pain catches up sometimes we're so good at forward momentum because forward momentum keeps us away from hurting so there's there's so many aspects to why we can't rest as entrepreneurs one we don't want shit to catch up with us because ow two asking for help well we've never really been taught to trust anyone so why why now? Um, and it's really um, it's really unpatriarchal to rest. You know, our, our culture is built with the patriarchy. You know, and we should be always we should be great mothers. We should be great partners. We should be great great at business. We should be great at everything. And resting doesn't fit into that. Nowhere in our culture does it say you're you're valid and worthy when you rest. You're de- you're actually demonized for being lazy. But at what point do we burn ourselves out and give ourselves chronic stress illnesses because we are under this belief, like internalized belief, that we should be doing this forward momentum? So a huge part of that, again, is although I, love, like I, I understand the symptomology of stress disorders, the root cause is that we truly don't believe we're worthy of rest. We don't want to be seen as lazy. Most of our family have gone, that's not a stable job if you're an entrepreneur or a business owner. So, you know, you better keep working. You're going to fail. So we've got all these inner dialogue, inner monologues and inner, inner stuff going on in internalized oppression that forces us to constantly be in perpetual movement. And as soon as we break down or burn out, we actually beat ourselves up more because we're like, well, if we were good enough, we wouldn't have burnt out. But it, it's, it's quite a tricky laid one. A great question, Beck. The simplest <laughs> thing, the, so the root cause is that we feel we are not worthy of rest. So when, when you feel not worthy of rest, even when you're resting, you're going to be thinking that you're not doing enough. So the thing to work on is, like just with boundaries, the thing to work on first is anger. So you work on healthy anger first, and then you set boundaries. There's no point setting boundaries and then being like, how the hell do I uphold them? <laughs> what do I do with these boundaries now? So the first thing you do, anger management, like good, healthy anger, confidence, assertion. And with, with being able to rest and take a break and not burn out, it's about going back to uh, what, what, whose voice do I have in my head that tells me I'm not worthy? Is it my parent? Is it my partner? Is it my past friend? Is it... The, is it the schooling system I grew up in? Is it the government? Well, who, who is in what? Whose language is in my head? Because often it's not our own. 
sometimes it becomes our own, but it started somewhere. It was a seed that started somewhere and we have to decide if we want to keep believing it. Does it serve our business? Like for me, if I'm not, if I burn out, I can't help heal people. And what a disservice to the world if I can't help heal people. So I have family Fridays. I don't work Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I have three days off with my family to recharge and renew and go play in the ocean and do all the things that, that make me feel healthy and well. And if I didn't do that, if I worked seven days a week, there would be nothing left of me. Because mm -hmm. I hear some of the most darkest and most tragic things in the world that I can't change. I can't do anything about other than listen and be this beautiful vessel of love that people have never had. So if I burn out, it just is a huge disservice to everyone. So it's about, and I decided that that inner voice wasn't mine. It was my parents going, you know, it's never, you're never going to be enough and you're never going to have enough. And, but that's not my story. That's not a, that's not a narrative that I want to carry on to my life. That's not a narrative. I want to carry on. Is it a hard decision to go, okay, I'm not going to believe my parents who should have been the people that, you know, you trust the most. Yeah. It's hard. Is it every day? Yeah. It's every day you have to decide whose voice you choose your own, which can be empowered and going, I deserve to sleep in. I deserve to like, at what point did having a shower as a mum become self-care? Like, yeah, right. <laughs> that? Like a shower is a basic necessity. Like sh safety and health and well-being is on the bottom part of like Maslow's hierarchy. Having a shower is not self-care. It's basic needs. So when, when women are being marketed that having a shower or having a cup of tea that's warm is like a huge bonus and a huge wonderful thing in their life, there's something deeply wrong with the culture in which we live in. Yeah. Maybe it's not even you that needs fixing. Maybe it's the environment which is deeply unsafe and unsupportive of you because we're really good at that. So blame gives us power. If we blame ourselves, at least we have some control over it. But so many of the times it's actually the unsafe environment. That needs some adaption. Hmm. Long story short. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, I know. I I find myself locking the door now when I have a shower because I just have people coming and asking. And by people, I mean my family, it's not my clients, while I'm showering, <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> but just coming <laughs> in to ask. <laughs> yes. Um, they just come in to ask the most ridiculous of questions which obviously is pressing to them but can wait <laughs> till i'm <am> finished <laughs> but yeah and i think um for me when i first started out following the uber gurus of business and hearing them say you have to push you have to do this you have to do that and what you don't see is the nannies that they have for their kids, the chefs that they have cooking them food, the money that they're spending on assistants to literally tell them, you have five minutes, you may go to the toilet now. Um, mm. We're going to this. They have a driver, so they don't even need to know where they're going. They just get walked into a car, they sit down, they get taken where they need to go. You don't see all of that. And we are the driver, we are the VA, we are the calendar. We are all of those things. And it's impossible to do everything. It's impossible. We can't do that. 
um, as much as, you know, we, we push the, the superwoman aspect and the, the, the super mum, super entrepreneur aspect, the only way to really be the super mum and the super entrepreneur is to rest, take care of yourself, have boundaries, a little bit of organisation, even if you're not a super organised person. It's literally the only way, but you can't be all things to all people. And the, the old um, saying of, you know, in a plane, you put your mask on first before you can help everybody else. We have to take that back in business yeah. and in, in life in general um, to really be effective in our business, I think. Oh, I completely agree. We really do. We, you know, I do mental health first aid which is very much like normal first aid, physical first aid, but mental health first aid, you know, we, we must ensure that we are okay first. If we are not equipped to take care of someone else because we're not all right, it again is just a disservice to the other person. And if we're used to taking care of other people, we want to do a good job. But we really must fit our, our mask first. But again, it's not about going, just fit your mask first and everything's going to be okay. We have to learn how because we've never actually had the opportunity to know how. And we see these women like who are like we've had their confidence and have like their shit together. Um, but it's come through making the sacrifice. We have to let go of how we've been taught to be. And that is scary. Mm. And that means trusting yourself in a world that tells you not to. So mm. we have to shed all this old layering of ourselves to be able to just do our do our passion, do our soul work. So it's mm. not like you're not fighting an uphill battle, people. Like you're fighting an uphill battle. But as soon as you accept that there's an uphill battle and you find the ways to navigate that in, you know, everyone has a unique path, the easier stuff gets. And it shouldn't have to be hard. One of my favorite mm. sayings is like, you've suffered enough. Like as trauma survivors, we're so used to suffering, it becomes our normal. And there's a huge amount of science that our brain chemi chemistry is set up to seek and desire a high level of stress. Again, while a lot of entrepreneurs are A, my favorite people, and B, my people, um, you know, we're used to stress. We thrive on stress. So when things get normal and good, you can see this in business, you get like a really great week and you're like, yes, I'm on fire. And then you're like, oh, three clients dropped away and you become this deep like sadness because you're so used to the, the stress and the pressure that, you know, you start to draw and attract the stress and pressure and unlearning that takes time, takes support, mm -hmm. ta takes time, 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 time. I love that you take Fridays off. It's one of the, um, one of the tips that I gave on last week's podcast, actually, the um, hashtag fuck the hustle was to get your calendar and, black out all of the non-negotiable time not just put yes. in your calendar take johnny to soccer black it out so that it does not matter what it is that's your non-negotiable time that is your time for yourself and i love that you do that on fridays i don't do client facing work on fridays i work on my business on fridays because i know by friday i'm staffed and no one's going to get the best of me but i'm still capable of creating some pretty pictures for Facebook or writing blog posts, things like that. And then I'm done by three, four o'clock in the afternoon and I'm outside on the grass with the puppies. And yeah, it's one of those things where having that structure, I think for me, it, that's how it worked with me. If it was in my calendar, 
then it happened. And I always, I always joke that if it's not on my calendar, it doesn't exist um, because I live my life on my calendar. So having that time blacked out is one of those things that has really worked for me. Yeah. Um, and practice, you know, I was just telling you before we came on, my house is a <laughs> it's trash today. I've got internet going out here and there. I've got men upstairs, so no longer is it just banging downstairs, banging upstairs. All the stuff got shoved in my office, and I, I physically, I could have sat down at my desk, and I could have tried to get some stuff done. It wouldn't have been effective. So I gave myself permission to sit on my bed and read a book, and it's been a really long time for me to get there. It used to be, oh, I'll have a uh, mental health day today, and I'll sit on the couch and watch Netflix, but I'll put my laptop on my lap, and I'll make some content while I'm doing it because that's okay. I'm still doing something and that was still unhealthy, but it was one of my baby steps of I can rest and I'll do the things that I need to do. (laughs) But yeah, it's been practice on the way to get to the point of being okay. And I won't go and pick the kids up and then work all night to punish myself for it or catch up. It's just that it is what it is. I'll check the emails this afternoon and reply to whatever I need to. And then tomorrow's another day. Yeah, oh, 100%. And, it, you know, it is about that, those practical, ta- those practical tips, but also those gentle shifts in your mindset. So, you know, I, I don't believe that we should have to earn food. Yeah. I think as innately, again, Maslow's hierarchy, food is on the basic survival. We shouldn't have to earn food. We shouldn't have to earn love. These things are organic and unconditional. They, they should exist in our world. And nor should we have to earn rest. But mm. having that mindset of going, well, how do I work four days a week? Noni, that's fine for you. Like, good for you for working four days a week. But, you know, it's I'm more effective in four days. And I'm also, you know, when I was, when I was healing, when I was going through um, my recovery, I would have like an appointment a week and I'd have 50 minutes of their time and then I wouldn't hear from them until the next appointment. And although I got better, I, I felt lonely in that process. So when I went into the mental health field, I maintained beautiful boundaries with people who work with me. However, they can reach out to me anytime and I will get, I will, I will have a dialogue with them, I, you know, and, I would say complimentary, but it's a relationship because I'm a person centered counselor. I'm not going to be like, well, time's up. See you next year. It's more like, you know, because ebbs and flows. Some days you're going to have a great day and you're going to be like, no, no, I feel really good today. Oh my God. And sometimes you're going to have a really shitty, shitty shit day. And you're like, no, no, I don't even know where my head's at. What the hell do I do? And you, people can do that because of the, the way that I've set my business up, but because of the way that I wish I would have been cared for when I was healing. Yeah. And as entrepreneurs and business owners, we want to make a huge change, right? And it can be the most simplest things. If you can get a text from me that goes, um, I hope you're okay today, that might make the difference of you having a really shitty day and feeling alone or having a day where you're like, someone gave an F about me and I give an F about everyone in my life all the time. And one person gave an F about me. Yeah, I know. Um, Cause we work together and I know when I, I don't have my crises the day that I'm seeing you, <laughs> they don't happen that day. Um, and ha- having someone there that I know that I can reach out to. I have great friends 
but sometimes friends they can be sympathetic but they can also amp you up into mm-hmm. yeah how dare they whereas i love being able to reach out for you because in two simple messages you can help me go from up here to feeling better and then very quickly after i'm empowered myself to bring myself back to regulation yeah. and it's been the best thing that i've ever done for my business was to seek help for myself and to learn about myself learn about what makes me tick learn about what ticks me off um and how to deal with those emotions learning about my personality profile um and i learned about my personality profile across multiple different testings rather than just that one and that you're a d type and that's it um because that's really dangerous as well yeah. but learning about myself and how i react to situations was the best thing i've ever done for my business i think absolutely <laughs> oh 100% and because we are our business right yeah you know and it's it's yeah. actually i think probably the biggest thing for me was like i wanted my partner to have the best of me not the rest of me because i'm super driven in business like i love and i'm so passionate about what i do that i i can't i need to re, i needed to be really um proactive about not blending like blurring the lines because yeah. at the end of the day she, she's a person who like loves me unconditionally in every way and is always there for me and always shows up for me so if i don't show up for her it's such a horrible you know disservice to my to, to my relationship so i have to, i prioritize my relationship first that's why family fridays matter so much and then my business because huh, amazing but then you know it's also priority prioritizing my health so i have a beautiful personal trainer and i do surfing and i do shopping and i do all the hiking and because again like your physical health matters to your emotional health and there's so many things you need to prioritize particularly as a business owner and if you're not in a headspace where you are capable of putting yourself first it's really difficult and it it kind of can snowball at some point to be like well if i if i skip you know do i do i always love exercise no do i know that i really like i feel better after it yes because sometimes um you know sometimes i've i've enjoyed the pain of not feeling good because when you get so used to not feeling good you're just like well i resign i live here now <laughs> i'm going to be here mm. you can find me in the corner being grumpy but when we do the things that make us feel good we're like oh my god it's a whole new world and i do deserve this but it comes back to that deserving that deservability and that feeling of worth and again if our you know messages weren't that we were worthy and weren't that we were important and capable of what we wanted to do and as entrepreneurs we're kind of like i'm going to do this because everyone said i couldn't but again, like exercise shouldn't be punishment. Food shouldn't be punishment. These things can be pleasure. Like I get a lot of pleasure out of exercise and I don't do it if I know I'm punishing myself. I get a lot of pleasure out of beautiful food, but I don't eat it if I know that I'm, going, I'm doing it to hurt myself. So right. it's changing that. Do I, do I actually deserve punishment? Have I suffered enough? Mm. I've suffered enough. I don't have to suffer anymore. And we get to choose our pain now. Like I could not exercise and break a hip later in life or I can exercise now and choose my pain. So I think that's a huge thing for entrepreneurs is choosing our pain. You know, we can pick up the phone call and ask for the, the invoice we pay or we can be back. We can be like unable to pay our own bills. 
we do get to choose our pain. That's probably one of my favorite things is choosing our own pain. Yeah, and I, that resonates so much as a control freak is that I have control over that. I can I can decide when when I'm going to be, you know, my pain. Thank you so much for joining me today, Noni. It's oh, been so like, oh, man, this fly. <laughs> right at the end, it did wait to come and annoy me. Thank you, fly. Uh, but yeah, thank you for joining me I, and for persevering through all of the tech problems today. We got there in the end, and that's the important part. Um, but absolutely go and you can follow Noni on Instagram. You can find her on Facebook. Go and join her group on Facebook. It's such a joy um, in my in my mornings. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much, Noni. Really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much, Becca. I appreciate all that, the goodness you're putting out into the world. It's so important. Yes, one of those things where I refuse, I refuse to go quietly. <laughs> I will I will be very loud about the things that need to be loud about so that if if just one person feels better about themselves and sets themselves and their business up in a better way than I did in the beginning, then my, my work has been achieved. Yeah. And you're doing yeah. that. And I'm really proud of you. Oh, thank you. Thank you for joining me again this week on this podcast, a bit longer than normal, but such an important message from Noni um, with mental health and business owners. So I do hope that you've enjoyed and I will see you again next week. Take care.